Blog Talk Radio. All right. Well, we are. This is Truth Light. I'm assuming I'm on the air. <laughs> We're having some technical issues with Blog Talk Radio this morning. It's a little bit of a challenge getting onto the show, but here we are. So I didn't hear my little intro um, as I normally do, but I'm hoping that I'm coming through to you loud and clear and everything is well in the land of Blog Talk. This is Truth Light. Our show is The Light of Truth, and we are definitely shining the light on some things that are pretty important to uh, to have light, light shown on them this week. We're talking about growing up psychic, and that not it began as, you know, those of us who grew up psychic, um, and then helping to explain the kids who are growing up psychic now, and, and it's kind of morphed into a week-long topic, and my my feel is that we really want to help uh, with this with this week of shows, there's a really strong intention of helping parents, teachers, legal enforcement, law enforcement, whoever that is dealing with our kids to understand the youth. And I'm talking anybody really 30s and under because it started with the indigos. You know, my kid, uh, my kid, <laughs> my son is uh, is 26 and he was one of the indigos. There were indigos before him. So I'd say early 30s and below. And then we've got the crystal kids and the starseed kids and the well, the stars and then the starseeds. And um, if you don't know these terms, that's fine. A lot of people don't. They're very common. And you can Google them. God bless Google. And, uh, well, God help Google. God bless Google. Whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, you can, you know, search them, whatever, and find out what, the, what we're talking about. These are personality types of the kids that are being born over the last 20, 30 years, and they're very different. Um, we want to help people understand these these youth, and we want the youth to understand that people are out there trying to get you. We're we're trying, but you got to help us out. So if you're youth and you're listening to this, understand that you are here to to uh, sort of do a job. You're, believe it or not, you're here to help us understand the kids who will be coming after you because heaven help them. You all are really um, a challenge for us to understand because you're so different, and we'll get into a little bit of why, but, um, you know, what's happening is the kids coming, like these kids who are the starseed kids and the crystal kids, as they start having children, holy wow, is it going to be a magnificent shift to see. Our world is just not going to be the same. And so uh, with that... We are going to just go ahead and hop kind of into our topic. Today we're going to be talking about, um, you know, as a parent, I'm pretty open-minded, right? And uh, <clears throat> as a parent, I see a lot of my kids' friends, and, and I counsel a lot of kids, and I work with a lot of parents who have kids that they don't understand and that kind of thing. And the love lives are really thrown the parents and the people, that my whole generation and, and older than me, really throwing us for a bit of a loop. <laughs> so... It's important that we understand sort of what's going on so that we can be accepting because the bottom line is that love is love. And so if there's a healthy, loving relationship, just because it doesn't fit in the box that the parents may have created for that child to fit in, it doesn't make it wrong. It means that you built a box without talking to your kid and they don't want to climb into it. And so... You know, we have to decide as parents, as teachers, as people coexisting in this world with these younger people today, what do we want? Do we want them to fit in the boxes, be miserable, filled with anger, hatred, depression, etc., you know, with, with living a life that doesn't fit them? Or do we want love to flourish? Do we want them to be happy and joyful and healthy and balanced? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, we are also, if we have time... Uh, I don't know how it may just be a subject that we just talk about that aspect of things depending on you guys calling in and, you know, definitely call in, help me with your, your opinions, your questions, that kind of thing, because I'm not an expert 
I'm just uh, coming at this as a person who has worked with a lot of different people and seen a lot of different things. So, um, all right, so moving on, I am also going to qualify this with we're not talking about all youth. There is a difference. Uh, not all youth is is growing up psychic. Even though they have psychic abilities, it doesn't mean that they are... Um, that they're a crystal child or a starseed child or, you know, um, but there are so many of them that they're becoming a predominant uh, population here on Earth. And so it is a whole lot of them. Um, And so the one thing that I, you know, really received in meditation, and I've received this before, but I think it really applies uh, on this show particularly, is that it's important for us to look back in history and see what did the, you know, in the 60s we had the flower children. And more so, there's a difference between flower children and hippies, believe it or not. The flower children are the ones who really started the movement of the age of Aquarius, you know, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, the letting love just flow and being accepting and kind and and uh, really embracing that um, that higher vibration for the 60s and getting out of the concepts of the 50s, 40s, 50s. Um, and so these these flower children really, if you think about how the world changed in the 60s, it is just amazing. And that was really uh, shifted by the flower children. you know. And then people who would classify themselves as hippies kind of jumped in and whatnot, but they, they really brought the consciousness. They were the leaders of bringing that consciousness up. And this is people like Ram Das and uh, just tons of different, uh, very well-known, the, the Maharaja that uh, the Beatles studied with, and, and I'm blanking on the name, so forgive me for that one, but so many spiritual teachers came forward then and really shifted the world. Well, we're there again. These youth, these psychic kids, the kids that we're dealing with right now, they're shifting and shaking up the world the way the flower children did back in the 60s. And i got to say that I vaguely remember, because I was born in 65, so I vaguely remember part of that. And people were not happy with the interracial, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, I think, the interracial relationships were the big no-no back then. And uh, and now it seems to be the the same gender relationships that are just throwing people. And the just the absolute abandonment of the way it's supposed to be, you know, in the many different forms and variations that the love lives are taking with these kids. And so it's actually kind of very similar to the 60s and early 70s. Um, There was a lot of stuff going on back then that's going on again, except that this time it's going on in a much healthier manner. And so we'll kind of discuss that so that hopefully people can feel better about things and lighten up just a little bit. We do have a caller uh, from area code 256. I'm going to go ahead and pull you over. So if you would just tell us your name. Hi, how are you this morning? Good, how are you? My name is Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Good to have you on. You did mean to talk, right? Yes. Okay, sometimes people push the one and they don't really mean to and they're like, oh my God, she's talking to me. And so I'd like to pre-qualify so people don't feel like they're just put on the spot without any warning. So <laughs> so what can we do for you today? Well, I um I'm I'm a t- I'm a school teacher and oh. I am I'm staying uh temporarily with my um with my aunt. And basically, I just, just today I'm just feeling like Maybe um and I don't know it could be my emotions because I'm I'm really emotional that my aunt um I know if she wants out quicker than you know I thought uh, or I don't know if I'm feeling if I'm supposed to be in this um profession for a while um I'm just I'm just trying to balance my emotions right now and I guess my right. question is um. <laughs> If, if there's a, uh, a message from spirit on how I'm feeling right now. Okay. Well, I definitely can feel, um, I'm very empathic, and so I can feel um, your energy. And it's funny because the first picture that popped in my head was, I don't know if you, way back there was a game, and I don't know if they still have it or not, but it was like um, tip and something. It was like the the platform balanced on just a little 
a little point, and then it had these these spindles that you tried to put these discs on, and you tried not to knock it over. I don't remember what it's called, but I can see it, and it just would tip all over the place. And uh, it's just like a little kid's game. <laughs> oh, okay. And so that's the first thing that popped into my head. I wish I could think of the name of it, but, um, you know, that's the first thing I see is you just kind of tipping all over the place. And what I'm feeling is that you're, you are a massive empath and you're unaware of how to handle it. And so oh, the, first, okay. the first thing that you need to learn is um, how to handle your empathic nature because what's happening is you're feeling everything from everybody around you. And okay. you're, you're okay. going, okay, this, this must be me because I'm feeling it. When in fact, like almost all it is is, and I wish, <laughs> I, wish I could think of the name so you could, if you could just find a way to get a picture of that game, you'll totally get it because everybody is just putting I, I their I think I know discs. what you're talking about. Okay, everybody's just putting their discs, you know, that's their energy lending to yours. And so you just, you're kind of all over the place because you keep accepting other people's energy. So the uh, first thing you need to do is just really uh, maybe find a good meditation or something. There's uh, the one by Wayne Dyer called Getting in the Gap is is pretty good. It's It's one that okay. helped me when I was kind of, I mean, I understood what was going on, but I needed something to help me. And so uh-huh. that's actually a really good one. It's called Getting in the Gap, and he has a book called Getting in the Gap. Honestly, I've never read the book, but the CD comes <laughs> in the book. <laughs> so okay. I bought it for that, and we carry it in the center in Sedona for the CD. I mean, you can download it too online, buy it from iTunes or whatever, but um, okay. that would be a really good one for you. And okay. um, that's a lot of what's happening. And that's the main thing I'm getting from your angels is to help you understand that you are – an extremely sensitive empath and and the teaching thing is important for you because you've got other kids who are going through the same thing. You're actually one it's um I don't know if you've been listening to these shows or not, but but teachers are dealing with the kids we're talking about and they're it's not being handled well. And so teachers who are compassionate and psychically sensitive, um, it's important for them to be there because you can set a good example. And you can help them. You can see in them what you have in you, and you can help them okay. understand how to deal with it. And uh, okay. it's it's super super. I feel like you're one of those people who can lend support. Um, and I mean this in a detached manner. It's not you getting involved in all their business. You want to right. keep you healthy, but just holding space, being there, being present, and holding space for those kids is super important you're doing something far beyond what you understand you're doing. Okay. So now what do you teach and like what grade and and all I, of that? I'm, I, am, I am teaching uh, ninth grade and 11th grade. And oh, I teach physical science, physical science and chemistry. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's awesome. You have no idea. You have no idea how <laughs> awesome that is. So these are the, this is actually um, – like if you study mysticism, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh-huh. that's really where spirit and science meet is what mysticism is. And these okay. kids are born to be a part of that. So you're actually so right on, so in the perfect place. Um, if you would, if you'd like, just message me through Blog Talk or my Facebook or whatever. The link to the okay. Facebook page is there. And um, we can talk separately outside the radio show and, uh, okay. and maybe give you a different perspective and maybe I can give you some help on how to handle the empath thing um, just okay. because you're in such a perfect spot. So, yeah, I believe as far as with your aunt and all of that, you're you're taking on thoughts and feelings that aren't yours. And so it's important oh. for you to just stop and separate and go, okay, what's me, what's somebody else, and just speak to her. Just speak to her. Okay. From a nice balanced spot, you know, and probably not within the house that you live in. Go out for coffee or something. Because there's tension. I feel tension in the house, and it doesn't feel like it actually belongs to anybody. I think it's um, souls that have passed on that are there. So, um, which they're not detrimental or anything. They're just they just need to find the next steps out. So it's not a big deal. But um, uh, it's uh, residual energy that's there. So you uh, must live in a space that, well, 
you must live in a space that has history, but um, every space on no, earth has history. So. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you said that because the house is actually, it was built in 2007, but she had some old antique furniture in there. Mm, and okay. I think, and from I, it, it just it was a thought in my head. I was like, this, I think it's some spirits attached to some of this furniture. Yeah, you can so, actually just place glasses of water around the house, just and call in the like Archangel Michael, whoever, and just say that okay. the intention for this is to pull in the souls that need to be helped out, and just ask the angels to help them. So, I do okay. need to I do need to carry on, but please contact me so that I can help you understand why it is you are where you are. Okay, how do I contact you on Facebook? Um, you can, on the on the blog talk, uh, on the Truth Light blog talk page where all my shows are listed, there's a Facebook, uh-huh. a follow me on Facebook or something. Just click on that and just okay. message me on Facebook and let me know that that's you and I'll, and we'll connect. So that would be amazing. Okay. <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, okay. thank you, and I all hope right. you helped a little bit. All right, you did. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, okay, that's fabulous. I Wow, that's so amazing. People, you know, that's the beautiful thing is people just kind of stumble into things and then you talk to them and I do a reading with them or counseling with them and then you find out they just inadvertently stumbled into the perfect place. And, of course, it's not inadvertently. It's their soul being. It's your soul being telling you where you need to be and getting you there. You just don't realize um you know, <clears throat> you don't realize that that's what's happening. So it's kind of nifty to watch after a while. So, okay, we have one more caller who would like to speak, and so we're going to pull them over. And I know I, I know that we have some people who are really anxious to get onto this topic of the love life thing, um, and I really want to address that wholeheartedly. So I'm going to go ahead and pull the caller from area code 303 over and um, go ahead and tell us your name. Hi, how are you? Hi, my name's Randy. Hi, Randy. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. I was so, wondering. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Nope. Nope. Go ahead. I was just going to ask <laughs> how we can help you. Oh, um, I was wondering. Um, I'm applying. I applied for a few jobs, and I. I mean, this is not my passion, but mm-hmm. I need the money right now, so I'm. Right. Um, <clears throat> want to know if any of these jobs are going to come through? Okay. Um, and can you just give me like a, let's see, like a general industry that you're applying to or something to connect with so I know I'm tapping into the right the right energy? Social work. Okay. <clears throat> well, the first, the first thing I heard as you were talking about it was I heard that, um, that you were not looking in the right direction. For, but it may be just the, that it's not your passion kind of thing. I don't really feel like it's um, at the moment that it's really backed for you to be in the situation of the jobs that you've applied for. Um, that isn't to say that there isn't a job out there for you. And it may mm-hmm. even be in that same industry. Um, it may be that as you talk to people, um, what I'm hearing is for you to um uh, Listen for the opportunity to ask questions about other things that may be available, that um, applying for different jobs that you've already applied for may be getting your foot in the door for some other things, to find out about other things that you don't know about at the moment. And so it does feel like you're. it's important for you to start that momentum, but it doesn't necessarily feel like at the moment, because this can change at any time because it's all based on other people's free will and, and that kind of thing. At the moment, it doesn't feel like the particular jobs you applied for will work out, but it does feel like they're stepping stones to something else. Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> I keep getting okay, so, that kind of message for years already. I mean, right. it's like getting right. ridiculous. Well, it, I mean, I don't understand requires, why I'm getting a job. It requires I'm so upset. You, right, and it requires you relaxing. And talking to I am relaxing. I'm sending out resumes. I'm doing everything right. I could possibly do. I'm staying positive. I mean, how many, how many, how long can you stay positive for? I mean, right. Well, and what I'm trying to let you know is that your, your angels are telling me that it's important for you to listen and to ask questions beyond the job that you're applying for. It's important for you to. Um, and doing, I really feel like I'm doing all that. I'm not being okay. getting mad at you. I'm just frustrated. 
Right. Oh, I, I ask I, people yeah, I all the that. time. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> when I hear an opportunity, I jump. When someone says, oh, I know somebody, blah, 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 I go right. meet with them. <laughs> I, right. like, listen. I do, I'm do. i doing all of that. <laughs> right. But you, I'm you volunteering. A, I ask people, you, you know, I, I talk to manner. people. I say I'm open. I'm looking for a job. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Right. I got I it. Know. You have to do it from a relaxed place. That's what oh, I do. I, I definitely do. Right now I'm upset okay, because you just told me I didn't get those jobs. Well, but, no, I, said, um, I, I mean, now. anybody I would be upset. Said, if, you, if you listen, I also said that beyond those jobs, in those interviews, there is something else for you to connect with. So you just have to go in in a relaxed manner and ask questions and talk to people. And I, there's something there. Your angels are backing you. You have a team of angels that are helping you. You just have to relax enough to allow them to come through. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's the key. So, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get back on the topic with our psychic kids now. And okay. you have a wonderful day, and it will you be too. fine. Bye. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Okay. So we're going to, now that we have like 38 minutes left, <laughs> we're going to hop into our subject and um, and part of our subject with that first caller, that actually was part of our subject, the fact that the teachers, the uh, the people that are meant to be in the different positions with these kids to help them along their way are coming into position. So that's pretty cool. Um, what I want to get into now is the uh, I really want to address, you know, okay, so you're a parent and you've got kids and, you know, they seem perfectly normal, air quotes, perfectly normal <laughs> until they hit, you know, maybe – 12, 13, you know, they start coming into puberty, and then there's more than just the little experimentation with the same sex. And, <clears throat> and uh, you know, as a parent with the normal culture programming, you know, you kind of shun that and, oh, that's bad, and, you know, kind of programming them to, to get in the box. Damn it, get in this box that society has built for you. And, uh, you know, the kids at this point are are shown that, okay, the, the parents maybe aren't so approving of this, but it's what I'm feeling is right. It's what I'm feeling is natural. This is nature taking its course. And it's not, in a lot of cases, it's not just experimentation. It's them finding their path. And the parents have to begin understanding this, and, and the public in general need to start understanding this. What's happening is, you see, we both have, and all spiritual practices teach this, we both have a male and female side to our energy. It's the yin and yang theory. It's The male-female is just like the yin and yang. We have to have this balance in our lives. And so really the uh, purpose of the spouse or the partner in life, that kind of thing, is to bring balance. Now back in the old days when we were that lower vibration, everything was much more simplistic. Men were men and women were women and that's just the way it was. But that's because we were born into the world with a base masculine or base feminine energy. Because it was a lower frequency, a lower vibration we were coming into, things were much more dense and simple and uh, and just very, very uncomplicated, you know. So a man would find a woman that would balance his energy so that there was male, female in the house, you know in the life, and they balanced one another out. The female needed the male to balance that her masculine out. She needed that masculine energy to be balanced. Well, as time goes by, now what happens is the core of the earth is actually vibrating. Okay, It actually has a frequency that it resonates. And science will tell you this, and science will also tell you that that frequency is rising actually pretty quickly as, as history goes. It's rising pretty quickly now. And so <clears throat> as that rises, it becomes more like if you can envision a ceiling fan going slow, that's the low vibration, right? And if you envision the ceiling fan clicking up speeds up to you know medium and then high, that's the vibration rising, okay? Because it's putting off now, it's putting off a higher vibration as it spins faster. When it's on low, you can see through. It's very simple. You can see the blades. You can, you know... It's very simple um, spinning, very simple vibration. As it goes higher, you can't really see the blades anymore. It kind of becomes one see-through sort of blur almost. And so this is what's happening with our vibration on Earth. 
and all who live upon her because as above, so below kind of thing, as below, so above. If her frequency is rising at the core, so is ours. And so as this frequency rises, things become less simplistic. Just like those blades of the ceiling fan, things are a little more blurred. Things are a little more (laughs) see-through. Things are not as specific as they used to be. So as our frequency is rising and these kids are being born into this higher frequency, it's not as simple as it used to be. They're born, say, uh, you know, say you have two kids, okay? One would be born with like, um, say, 30% masculine and, and 70% feminine, okay? But this could be a boy. So what is this boy going to need to balance out that energy, he's going to need a more masculine energy coming in. And so this is why sometimes um, boys who seem to be sort of feminine, more feminine, will often go for more masculine women, or they may go for for same sex. They may go for men. It's not, it's got nothing to do with anything that, that the cultures, you know, back in the, I was raised in theater, Okay, and so I was around theater people a lot, and and so there were. I had a lot of gay friends, a lot of lesbian friends, a lot of bi friends, and back then, um, there was a lot of baggage. It was kind of like, wow, your parents really screwed you up, and so that's my generation kind of has that, you know, and it wasn't. You didn't think that because they were gay, you realized that they were gay because the parents. Did you know they were abused by their father, or they were abused by their mother, or they were, you know, whatever? There's some trauma typically that kind of flipped that switch and created the situation. In most cases, not always, but in most cases, um, and this is back, right? Back in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, that kind of thing. Um, there was a lot of this, and it was really maybe some rebellion. It, it really had to do with that kind of thing. Now. Now what we have is very, very different because what's happening is these kids are born with different varying levels of male-female energy balance in their their being, okay? So they are seeking – let me see, what did – in my meditation I got – okay, so I got that they're born with varying male-female vibrations, thus – Nature will seek out that which creates or provides more harmony. Okay, so nature is seeking out what is needed to balance that that energetic being that is your child, that is this other other human being that you're seeing. Maybe uh, it was kind of cool. I was in Phoenix Airport the other day, and I'm I'm looking. I'm babysitting some uh, Jessica's kids while she takes her daughter to the plane. And I look up and there's these two women walking down just in the middle of the airport with their arms around each other. And, and it was just nice, very nice, you know. And I thought, how cool is it that we're living in a world where that's okay now, you know. It's, and it makes me feel better because I went through the stuff where it was the emotional imbalance that was creating this, okay, I'm afraid of men because I was abused by them, so I'm only going to be with women. Or It's not out of fear. It's not out of imbalance now. It's out of nature seeking the harmony that it requires. It's a whole different thing now. So those of us who were raised in that consciousness of, you know, I must have screwed my kid up, and really that's what it's about, okay? I think a lot of parents, that's, oh, my God, what did I do to my child? (laughs) I was a bad parent. Because back in the day, that's kind of what it was, you know. Now we need to understand that it's a whole different world. It just is. And so these kids are are just following what nature sort of shows them. And so, you know, I would love to hear opinions, questions. It's so funny. We're losing a lot of people on this show, on the chat room. That's kind of funny. That's okay. I don't care. The ones who need to hear it will be here. So if you guys would like to call in and chat about this or ask questions, give us your opinions, that kind of thing, I really want people to hear about this aspect. Uh, the number is 347-677-1443. And uh, you don't have to use names or whatever if you don't want to, but um, I think it's important for people to get this one. So 
we've got, um, and there's also something called polyamorous, which I had never heard of, right? And so, so I have two boys, and they're both they're both these indigos and crystal kids and whatever, and and so all of their friends, of course, that they're attracting also are, and uh, and so, you know, there there are a lot of people who are gay, they're bi, they're and now this polyamorous I'd never heard of, right? So I'm like, well, what is polyamorous? <laughs> So from what I can gather, I haven't looked it up in an online dictionary or anything, but from what I can gather, it's just somebody who is not intending to settle down with one person. They're not monogamous. They're polyamorous. So they may be um, appreciative of more than one person. And if I'm not mistaken, in a lot of cases it can be men or women, which, you know, so it's just a really long word that they put with, it's a label that they created, I guess, for what we were doing back in the 70s anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of um, interesting to see that now it's got a name and a label. And and so, you know, so, okay, say your your son brings home a girl and you're thinking, okay, well, they must be boyfriend-girlfriend. And then, and then this girl is talking about other guys in front of your son and you're thinking, what on earth is going on here? And he says, well, she's polyamorous. Well, what on earth do you do with that one, right? So I think it's important for us to, are you going to dislike that girl now? Are you going to feel like she's, what label are you going to put on her other than polyamorous, right? Um, when in fact, she's just being honest. And it's not that they're out catting around with every person on the earth. It's not like they're just free loving all over the place, I don't think. It's that they may have different caring relationships but not just with one person and so are you going to judge that person are you going to say wow good for you for being honest and respecting yourself enough to know what your needs are you know what are we going to do with that what do you do when you know your your daughter who and this this actually occurred um with a with a family that i know um very close to and they had a boy and a girl right well the girl was Cutesy, 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 all through life, fabulous, very normal, both kids, very normal, quote, air quotes again, very normal. And uh, I don't know, somewhere along the line in her early adulthood, early youth adulthood, she uh, she started talking to her mom and said, you know, I, I think I'm bi. And then it was, I think I'm gay. And And so just really watching this process, and I have to say, the mom handled it amazingly and if you are listening you know who you are um really handled amazingly i know that it threw her a little bit because honestly i can usually peg that coming way before the person involved in the situation actually um but this one i didn't see coming (laughs) so you know just all of a sudden out of the blue there was this you know i've been going through all this and and it's really this torturous kind of thing that people go through a lot of times when they have this realization and and before they pop through the other side where they go you know what here i am this is me and and so watching this girl go through this trying to decide what she was was pretty interesting and and watching the feel that she had to fight for the ability to be who she was was a little sad because what I want people to look at is what is the issue? If if you realize that somebody you're talking to, somebody you're working with, somebody whatever is is gay or lesbian or bi or whatever label they want to put on it, right? What does it matter to you? <laughs> I mean, really, what I find, and I'm, I'm going to just be super blunt with it, is what I find people um, who have an issue with this who really seem to have an issue, right, the people who get angry about it in our society, the first thing they go to is what it's – okay, so if if there's a guy and and they're working on a construction crew together or something, I don't know, and it comes out that he's gay, the first thing that I hear other people do is go to, oh, that's sick. You know, think about when they're in bed together. Well, I just want to point out – that perhaps the person who immediately goes to thinking about somebody else having sex might be the one with the problem. You know, when you meet a heterosexual couple, do you immediately go to thinking what it's like when they have sex? And how could that possibly affect your life? How could that be any of your business? How could that 
be any any problem for you. Are you going to be there? <laughs> and why? What what happens in your head that that's the first place you go to? You know, I just want to point that out because I see that happening a lot. And you know, it it just it just gets me. It just gets me because if the first thing you think of when you are introduced to somebody is what their sex life is like and how you feel about that, you really need to look at yourself, not them. And is that what you do when you meet a heterosexual couple? And if not, then why on earth would you do it when you meet another kind of couple? What does it matter? Love is flourishing. Love is a happy, harmonious thing. People are going through the different relationship experiences that they need to go through. And these kids who are going through these different explorations of it, it's almost chemistry. It really is almost chemistry because, okay, so I'm I'm 73.2% female energy and whatever the rest is male energy. And what is it that I, who is it that I can bring into my life that's going to balance that out? Talk about a challenge. It used to be just, I'm a female and I need to find a guy or vice versa. Now it's I got to find the other 27 point whatever whatever that math is, right? I have to find the one that matches that to kind of begin to balance me out. And so I think that these people need a lot of um just real real understanding that that nature will attract to itself what it needs to be balanced. So knowing that you're going to find the right person. Love is going to flourish if you're willing to stand strong in your space. So I would um you know I'd love to hear from people. If you're listening on the archives, if you whatever it may be, you know, email me, Facebook me, whatever it is to tell me what it is that you see happening, what questions you have, what comments you have, that kind of thing. And if I'm missing anything, I would love for people to call in and and just help me kind of cover all the bases because it is something i watch in the youth okay and i want i want parents and teachers to understand oh my god you have got to begin to understand that it's simply um okay so when you're eating whatever your body needs right if you need protein you're going to crave meat if you need iron, you're going to crave spinach. If you need vitamin C, you're going to want to have some oranges, that kind of thing. It's very, very similar. It's what does your soul need? What does your spirit need for that harmonious living here on earth to to have that love vibration in your life? You're going to crave whatever it is that you need. And it's not for us to um, carry the old concepts from the old way of living, before the earth frequency rose. You're holding these young people to a standard that that is no longer in effect. So this vibration that you're living within or you're trying to live within no longer exists. The vibration has raised. Whether you know about it or not, it doesn't matter. And in most cases, so has yours. And so even by by projecting a disapproving nature or a shunning sort of nature or whatever it may be, um, or just anything that's non-accepting, you're actually living in a state of consciousness that is no longer yours. It's what was put upon you in the past. And so if we really think about it, we just want to see people happy and loving, I would think, when it comes down to the true us, and I know that there are a lot of religious concepts and that sort of thing that, that really have an issue, and that's probably why, why we are very alone on this show. <laughs> I kind of thought we'd have lots of people listening and lots of people calling in and that kind of thing. I cannot tell you the number of people that have signed in and signed out of this chat thing and how many calls we have lost. So um, that's just indicative to the need for understanding of this. So we do have a caller or one little lone caller <laughs> that we're going to pull over. Well, hello. So for the people in the archives who may listen to this. <laughs> Good morning. I think it's an excellent topic and a very important conversation to have. Um, I uh, One of the things that uh, 
that I've noticed a lot, and I'm not sure if you were uh, if you really weren't wanting to go at it head on for uh, well out of um, potentially offending people who have very uh, I don't know a certain yeah you know what uh, none, of, none of them are here anymore so let's just go for it <laughs> okay I was going to say that um, it seems like something that you've kind of mentioned in passing but haven't really uh, grabbed the bull by the horn so to speak is yeah. that so much of this has to do with um, what's being, I guess, euphemistically uh, referred to as tradition, but in actuality is just prejudice that's uh, that's held over from the ideas of uh, a lot of organized religions and society. And I think it's uh, I think it stems from basically a, a place of control, trying to say. Uh, this is what uh, my concept is of what's right and wrong, and therefore everyone else has to fit into it. Otherwise, there's something wrong with you. And right. uh, as as you mentioned, um, the people whose mind instantly goes to uh, what it must be like for someone else in the bedroom. What, um, is, what is up with that? I don't get it. Uh, like, you got to go, okay, dude, seriously? They don't have the problem. You do. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Me. And another thing that I've uh, that I've heard a lot of is uh, people assuming that, um, like, let's say uh, there is a heterosexual woman who works with a lesbian, and she has a problem with it because she thinks, oh no, this person is undressing me with her eyes all the time, and it's like, wow, you must uh, you must really be uh, quite arrogant there to assume that everybody just wants every bit of you, and uh, it just. It's uh, well, it's almost laughable to me how ridiculous it is, but at the same time, it's uh, it really does negatively impact a lot of people because if you look right. at what's going on right now with um, well the uh, the whole thing with the the Defense of Marriage Act, uh, parts of it just getting uh, overturned by the Supreme Court, and the military finally finally issuing uh, equal benefits to uh, to people who have um, same sex uh, relationships in the military. Well, um, and I'm going to pull you back a minute because I know oh, sure. I know that you are passionate about this issue, we want to bring it back to the psychic kids, the kids who are the My youth. Apologies. And I think you, no, 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 because it's all interrelated, but we just only have about 17 minutes. And we do have Jessica on the other line. I may pull her over while you're talking so we all can be here because you and Jessica know each other as well. Um, but I would love to hear from you about how you see or have seen these kind of things impacting the youth and what's happening, because I'm kind of out of touch. I mean, I have my kids' friends to, to kind of view from and the people that I counsel and stuff, but, um, you know, what's happening with, uh, there's really a big burst of numbers of people who are fitting into these categories more than there used to be. So what is your feel about what's happening energetically with this or what kind of stuff do you see people going through, or what do, what would you have to say to the parents or the teachers or the kids that are coming up with this? And what would you say to the kids who maybe are listening or will be listening on the archives? <laughs> I'm I'm just baffled by the number of people we've lost on this show. It blows my mind. <laughs> well, the most important thing I think it is that. Finally, finally, people just uh, just society as a whole is becoming a lot more accepting, and I think that's the main thing that I want to hit on because that's just a wonderful, wonderful thing that's uh, that's occurred in a relatively short span of time, just, uh, over the past uh, maybe fifteen or so years. Yeah, um, it really, is just bam out of nowhere. There, uh, there are. Um, I'm not sure if it's a lot more people, but uh, because it's uh, it's becoming less of a taboo, um, there are a lot more people who are actually open about it and who are truthful and honest about it, instead of having to feel hidden and uh, and wear uh, sort of a disguise, so to speak, around everyone else. Mm, um, so great. I'm not sure if it's an actual increase in number or just an increase in visibility. Um, Good point. There, uh, there is, um, although there's uh, less uh, less gay bashing, so to speak, these days. At least that uh, mm -hmm. that makes it into the the headlines and all that stuff. Um, I think there still is a lot of bullying and a lot of uh, um, just a lot of uh, 
unkind words that are being said to people, especially in the in the early years when uh, it's big about fitting into groups and cliques and peer pressure in school and all that stuff. So I think um, I think there's still a long way to go. And oh, uh, if you look at society at large, um, that's why there are so many so many laws still that. Uh, that don't provide equal uh, recognition for uh, for same-sex couples. Um, that's just my take on that. So uh, my advice to uh, to parents, uh, teachers, to to kids, everything is just just be who you are and let other people be who they are. Because really, if you're trying to trying to force your views on someone else, you're not happy, and you're doing something that's ultimately going to make them unhappy. Especially if there's someone who's really close to you. Because um, coming from coming from uh, a loving family member, uh, hearing that oh there's something wrong with you or there's something that uh, you've disappointed me in this way or that way or whatever, um, that hurts. And right. uh, and that's not something that's just like a little um, uh, just a little knock and it's over and done with. I mean that sort of stuff can can literally last years. It can actually destroy families and uh, and otherwise healthy relationships. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull anyway. Jessica over as well. I'm going to leave you on and pull Jessica too so that we'll all be on if that's okay with you. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be kind of nifty. We'll be the three of us here chatting on the radio. And <laughs> So, hello, Jessica. Good morning. Good morning. So oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, you're hysterical. Seriously? So we're talking I about just, the... I just joined, I just joined in. Okay, so what we're talking about is the um, the new love life vibration of the youth, mm-hmm. the psychic youth. And it's really, I noticed that it's really the kids who are the psychically sensitive ones that tend to be really pushing the boundaries of gay, lesbian, bi, whatever it is, whatever label it is, you know. Um, and so we're just kind of talking about, about that. And I have to say, I'm a little disappointed. I'm going to say it out loud, okay? Take the bull by the horns, Daniel. This is what I'm going to do. I'm a little floored and disappointed in the number of people that have signed in and signed out and calls that we've lost and that kind of thing on this show, although everybody has their right to whatever. I think it's such an important subject, and I'm a little surprised that it's it's just um, really not being heard. It's a little saddening. It's the only show I've ever had that we've had this happen, and so... Shame on people. I mean, I guess if they're if if they're going away because because they're not wanting to accept or not wanting to support whatever. I just think that um, you know the point of doing this show was really to help people and is really to help people understand that finding harmony, balance, and love is what relationships are all about. And don't you, as a teacher, as a parent, as a fellow human being, want the people around you to find that which brings harmony, balance, and love into their life? And what does it matter whether it's two girls, two boys, two two girls and a boy? I, who knows? Who cares? Whatever. If If it's a healthy, happy balance of emotions and it's bringing stability into someone's life, and bringing joy into their life, especially parents, like you have to really step back and go, okay, it's a different time, it's a different place. It's no different than back in the 60s when it was the whole interracial thing. It really isn't much different than that. And so you have to step back and say, okay, do I want my kid to be happy? And if, you know, those parents who say, yeah, but life is so much harder if you walk through it on this path, well, it's only harder because people like you are making it harder. You know, if one by one we would start to just go, wow, I just want you to be happy, you know, then then isn't that going to lessen the stress of, you know, this person's already under stress because of everybody else in the world or not everybody else in the world because there's a lot of people who are accepting and supportive and that kind of thing. But you know what I'm saying. So do they really need to get that crap at home too, you know, from the friends and family? and Or shouldn't it be a safe, shouldn't, Shouldn't they be safe in saying this is what makes me happy? You know, so right. so that's what we're talking about is just the uh, well, it's the what are the kids going through? How can the parents and teachers help them? And uh, and just that kind of thing, you know, is 
So what do you see with, because I know that we, we have people coming to the center, Sacred Light of Sedona, guys, sacredlightofsedona.com. Um, <clears throat> we have people come in that are dealing with this, whether it's the youth or the parents or the teachers or whoever. And so I know that you've encountered this here and there. And so what are your thoughts, Jessica? What are you, what are you feeling? And Danielle, yeah, feel free well, to jump in whenever. Yeah, hello, Daniel. Um, hello. So so I actually just had um, a reading maybe a week or a week ago, possibly. Um, and, you know, I was surprised because it was a grandmother, right, and her grandson um, was gay, and she was asking me how does she go about it. And, and it's funny because I kept tapping into his energy. You know, it kept coming up in the reading and so I and I didn't know it was that, but it kept coming up in the way of you know there's something going on in your family that um, is really bringing your family apart. And I asked, you know, what is it? And she just stared at me, and I could tell that you know she was very conflicted. And so I tapped in a little more to get more energy, you know, to get more information. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, is this has to do with a grandchild? And then she looks down and she says, well, yeah, we just found out that my 13-year-old grandson thinks he's gay. And so I looked at her and I laughed. And I said, thinks? What do you mean thinks? Did he tell you? And she said, well, yeah, he told us. I said, okay, then there's no think. <laughs> you know, the boy's reaching out and he's telling you, you know, this is this is what, what I am. This is who I feel my where my energy is. And I said, so is this hard for you to, is this hard for you to, you know, um, go along with? And she said, no. And so I looked at her because, you know, her generation, yeah, her generation is the one who has always been so against it. And so I looked at her and I said, okay, so if it's not you, then who is so against it? And she said, the rest of the family, you know, my um my son and you know my my daughters and you know they're very much upset because his mother allowed him to play with dolls <laughs> and i said oh that's what did it <laughs> yeah so i looked at her and i smiled and i said okay what do you feel you know what do you think and so she says well i just really need i just really need some guidance on how to help my family and understand that this is where he is in life and we just need to support him and we you know we need to make sure that he knows that home is a safe place I said you know what you are absolutely right and so I was so happy to see someone from her generation looking at it in such a different way because she wasn't looking at it through judgment you know and and I asked her I said do you think that his mother letting him play with Barbie dolls is what made him gay and she laughs, and she says, of course not. I said, okay, good. Because I said, you know what, my brother has played with Barbie dolls with me, and my boys play with Barbie dolls, and, you know, they have a sister. And <laughs> right. I said, that is, that's not it. You know, there's no one's to blame. There's no blame, you know, in anything. So, um, you know, we we talked a little bit about how she can help her family understand on an energetic level um, you know, that they can support him and not have to point fingers at blame because that's what it is, and that's sad. I see this a lot in families. They start blaming each other for, really you know, whatever based. the child it's, is doing. It is. It's fear-based on what are people going to think, what mm-hmm. what does it say about me. So it's it's right. really this. this it's and just a lot all of about times, them. This is what's, well, and a lot of times this is what's happening is these kids are coming up and mirroring you know, it's mm-hmm. that mirror that people are. I have a friend who, a very close friend, who uh, her daughter went through the experimental stage. You know, she was she was with girls for a couple of years and kind of decided she really didn't know what balanced her out. She couldn't really figure out what balanced her out. So she, I guess, you know, she kind of flopped between I'm I'm straight, I'm bi, I'm gay, I'm bi, I'm straight. I'm, you know, she was just kind of all over the place. <laughs> And mm-hmm. that's okay because she was, it's like, it is like chemistry trying to figure out, okay, well, what's going to balance me out? I don't really know. I'm trying to find out. And so that's right. all that's really happening on an energetic level. And so 
it was interesting because the mom was gay. She was. She she is, but she she would never admit it because in our gener we were in school together and and in our generation you just didn't do that. And so instead she right. kind of had this life that's never been right for her, it's never fit for her because she was in fact more attracted to women. And she rebelled against it to such a degree that she was, you know, with the wrong men, with whatever, and it just kind of has spiraled. Now she's my age, and life really is not very good. But when her daughter came out, and this is what I am, and it's like her daughter went through this phase almost just to mirror for mom. And mom mm-hmm. went through so much because she was like, wow. We we would talk, and she'd say, can you imagine if I was just allowed to walk down the street hand-in-hand hand with somebody I cared about in high school? Can you imagine if it had been okay for me and so-and-so to just have been together and be happy? It was such a sorrowful thing. It was really a little gut-wrenching because Uh she will never have the life that would have fit her. And, you know, I think a lot of us um, ended up with with the kids that we, you know, like I think she she had to come first so she could parent her, her child in a way that wouldn't disrupt her child's balance. So in other words, a lot of times when these kids come in and they're they're shifting through and finding some different routes that fit for them, a lot of times that apple does not fall far from the tree because energetically somewhere that parent needs to understand. And I think a lot of times that's where the fear is that the child is mirroring something inside that parent that they they have always hidden, they have always What do you think, Daniel? You're very quiet. Um, well, I think uh I, I do want to offer a really quick theory as far as why you might have seen so many callers and uh, and chat room participants drop off. And uh, with uh, with sexuality, that's something that's such a uh, a personal um, thing to each of us that uh, I could see where a lot of discomfort would come in when somebody touches on uh, an aspect of that that doesn't really fit in the little box that you were describing earlier. Uh-huh. So that might have something to do with it. I'm thinking that uh, that you really really hit a chord with a uh, with a lot of people and the topic of the show. Um, and the name that is goes true. Hand in hand with that. <laughs> <laughs> what goes hand in hand with that is that um, with the the box that society has constructed for people to fit in, um, what uh, what you all were saying was was so true because honestly, if uh, if someone is feeling compelled out of fear or out of uh, uh, the the um, thought that there will be lack of acceptance or or what have you, um, that they should be something other than who they are, that can that can really wreck a lot of people's lives because um, I uh, I've spoken to some some older people. I'm in I'm in my 30s right now, and uh, so I'm talking about people in their 50s and 60s and whatnot. Who uh, just now we have actually, two minutes left. Okay, um, who actually uh, did find out later in life that they weren't that gay, that they had known it for, for years and years and years and years and years, and they actually entered into marriages, had kids and things of that nature, um, when it truly wasn't right for them. And right. uh, they not only hindered themselves, but also their spouse and their kids have to deal with all the repercussions and everything. So it's... Uh, it's uh, I just wish people would uh, would be who they truly are and allow others to be who they truly are. And I think everybody. I'm going to stop you there. So I'm going to hold it, guys. I'm going to stop you there. I'm sorry. Fabulous message. We're down to just about a minute and a half, less than. I also want to just real quickly say that sometimes it's that you love the person as the energy source, not the body they're in. And that's another thing that I kept meaning to hit on, and I kept forgetting about it. It could be that, you know, I love this other person. They just happen to be in a female body this time, and so am I. And so that's also part of what's happening now. We are down to a minute. I want to thank you guys for calling in. I want everybody to check out sacredlightofsedona.com and uh, check out, you know, our practitioners. If you're going to be in Sedona, come, down, come by and see us. We uh, do do phone sessions, I believe, if people would like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, you can find me at mysticaltruth.com. It's it's getting a facelift, but it's functional for now. And uh, I hope you guys will. Thank you guys for joining me and not letting me be here alone. <laughs> no problem. And I just, you know, I want to applaud, applaud all the kids that are coming out so early and, 
you know, and just saying who they are. And I want to applaud right? them for that because that is amazing. You guys We've rock. We've got 10 seconds. And, uh, yes, everybody, love is love is love. Just want your kids to be happy and find love. Allow yourself to be happy and find love. It doesn't matter the form. Stop judging people. Have a fabulous day, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>